0: Air, stand by music, stand by and speed up. Fish are friends, not food.
1: Make it Suntory time.
0: Too much iron on your blood. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Hey, what happened? Let's fly! Let's get pissed, and watch poom.
1: Hello, you've got a base.
0: Are you saying there's something wrong with my gear? We're going streaky! He found me! He's doing this Superman thing. I still only one! Why is the rum always gone? Well,
1: welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to our very special and very annual Christmas episode of 20 Years 4 Beers. We are a podcast dedicated to re-watching movies from at least two decades ago, while simultaneously enjoying a minimum of four modern beers. My name is Steve, and this is my big brother, Tim, and we are coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. On this episode, we are going to be re-watching a modern Christmas classic in 2003's Elf. Thankfully, a nice short title. (laughs) Uh, since last time we recorded together it was Master and Commander the Far Side of the World and next time is the Lord of the Rings Return Return of the King (laughs) so it's a nice elf Elf. (laughs) here we go, thanks Will Uh, before we jump in though uh, we typically discuss some more modern choices that we have watched recently either TV or film and I do think we have a few to mention here uh, and one that I'm sure we'll talk about the most Mm -hmm. so we'll finish with that one yeah do you have others before that or do you want me to go first you can go first because i don't know that i have anything of note so i will we uh i will say just this week i started watching the bear uh and it is outstanding mm-hmm. it is yep it's very good anyone who's recommended it to me in the past um you were right i knew i would probably like it but i just you, it, sometimes you just gotta start yeah um 100 not a comedy but once you it's so good because like like ted lasso once you buy into the characters it might not be traditionally funny but what they're saying because you have bought into these characters is funny gotcha right like so the situation might be funny because you know the character so well not necessarily because it's a relatable awkward situation Hmm. it's not a drama though either like it's it's there are dramatic parts, but it's not it's not all over there. So hmm. I would recommend it. I think it's the best thing on TV right now. Obviously, watched Oppenheimer again recently. Um, so go check out our reactions episode for that if you hadn't watched it. Go holds back up. And that. That's so good. Holds up and then some. <clears throat> oh, I did watch something. Oh, okay, well, I mean, I got one more. started. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Um, the I did watch Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Holdovers. With uh, oh, Paul
0: Giamatti. Yes. Um, what's about a, What's it streaming on? Plex? <laughs> okay, sorry. I was like... Wait. It
1: is It is totally <gasps> legally streaming on... It's streaming on it's platform. It's also for sale out there, and I might buy it at some point, but how I watched it and how... Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's a
0: sharing service. It's just streaming, sharing. It's just, you know...
1: It's not my streaming. It's not True. It's not mine, so if I ever nice. get busted,
0: it's not me. That's great um sorry hold on.
1: i man i the 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 word i keep seeing a lot out there is like delightful or like just um and ener- like just energetic and and wonderful and these like all these adjectives and they're right like it is it may well be a future holiday classic film wow like because it takes place at christmas this okay. is where Paul Giamatti is this sort of like curmudgeonly teacher at this private school. And there's always a few kids who stay back because their parents are going or gone or whatever. And so they're the holdovers there. Okay. So they stick around with a skeleton crew of just like one cook and mm-hmm. they, you know, do this and he ends up with initially fi- like four or five kids. And then it gets whittled down to one for a reason. And it's just one of those, like, it's not, laugh out loud funny although there are funny parts and it's not super dramatic although there are times you cry hmm. for sure it just finds that nice middle hmm. and i think alexander Payne does a really good job of doing that sure but in the past and we talked about those uh, with about schmidt it gets kind of quirky for quirky sake yes now i think the descendants is a masterpiece of a film in my opinion And i think it's Payne's best because it does that there's, there's the nice balance of funny moments, but then not like awkward things or Kathy Bates being naked. Like I just, you know, um, this is so good. It it is just one of those. Cool. Yeah. So you're going to definitely hear divine joy Randolph come Oscar time as well. She's the supporting actress nominee. That'll be potentially a winner. Oh, cool.
0: What do you got? Oh, I was, um, Ellen and I finished season three of Only Murders in the Building. Oh,
1: I have yet to finish it. I've been uh, told to finish it.
0: It is worth it.
1: Okay, the back half is better than the front half. It is. So I was bored I for was, most yes. of the front half.
0: It's 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 the weakest of all three. Okay, and I agree. The first half, like it's worth it at the end. All right, but I'll the buildup is give. like, yikes, guys. Yep. Um, but I, it's. As it finishes, it's like, okay, thank you. I, I'm so happy mm-hmm. with the three of them as they work together. But, yeah, it's the weakest, but it's it's worth it. Good. Yeah. And then? We um, were able to talk recently, but I finally got around to seeing Barbie. Barbie. And you had seen it when it came out.
1: Uh, no, it, it, when it came well, out video.
0: Yeah, sorry. It. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah. uh, earlier. But, but, still, but yep. Had finally got around to it. Yeah. And? Um, let's talk a little bit about it Sure What do you got? I can see why it made One and a half billion dollars <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> I, it's, it's hard to describe In my view How good it is Yeah In, in terms of A movie like that Living up to the hype mm-hmm. Like there's something You go oh, I can't really be that good It's better Better than I could have anticipated mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch it again um, It's And I'll talk more in depth A little bit Right off the bat It's so effing good Yeah I I'm flat out amazed by it
1: Yeah for me it's it's a great top to bottom like from a writing standpoint production standpoint the acting is great the um the music choices are outstanding having a bunch of new music is so smart yes and not only that it's really good music you got all kinds of talent in this working at scale or working at like there are and but It's not even that these actors have small amount of lines. It's that they're on set all the time. Yes. Because all these Kens and all these Barbies are in the background. Yeah. These are famous-ish or whatever actors in the background. They were on set all the time. And yet, they weren't speaking. They were just sort of there. When you have that kind of buy-in and that kind of passion for it, it shows so much in this movie. It is arguably the best movie of the year. Um, in terms of enjoyment factor yes. for sure. It's easily the most rewatchable film. As much as I love
0: Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's
1: a it's a heavy rewatch. Um I yeah, I loved everything about it. I've seen it multiple times, and Ryan Gosling is outstanding. Unreal. He's outstanding.
0: So that's what what amazed me the most was I don't know that I can think of a movie that is this subversive in that Greta Gerwig and I think actually most of the women that I've talked to have seen it, recognize the reverence that she has for the experience of growing up playing with Barbies, yes, and what it meant to a young girl for her as well as in many ways like a universal aspect of it. And yet as got older, recognizing like the critical lens that you could take to something like that, which didn't hold up to kind of the ideals of the society, all those things. So I don't know that I've ever seen a movie balance it that well, where you have such a respect for, and not in any way like a criticism of Mm -hmm. what it was like to experience this as a young girl and a girl growing up. And then, and yet such biting commentary, Mm -hmm. not just towards, mattel and barbie but the world at large and what Mattel was
1: just a reflection of yes the societal norms at the time like
0: just but she threads it so well with the writing where it's so respectful and not bashing to me i was just amazed by it and the the male lens that this offers it wouldn't work if it was just a barbie film no which sounds Super male bashing. I, I don't want to like it's, it's, it, you, yeah, it wouldn't it would, be as, it
1: would, it would not have been a billion and a half. No, no,
0: but the way you can handle or uh, handle the stories of Ken's experience and his development and then Barbie, yeah. it, it makes it so much more universal yeah. in terms of the experience that, yes, it, it'd be well and good if it wasn't that. But because it combines all that, it was yeah. one of the best things I've seen in a long, long yeah. time highly recommend yep highly highly recommend. oh yeah five
1: out of five kind of it's, a start yep Outstanding. It's, it's
0: a flawless film
1: we are gonna change things up just a bit um here as we continue to come back to an older segment in varying ways and i really want to try this out so bear with us uh if you are really just here for elf you you will get there we'll get there um we are bringing back high fidelity top five side ones track ones And we'll be offering up our top five in a theme of some sort that comes up from our subject film. In this case, we are covering Christmas movies, of course. And specifically in Elf, we have Santa Claus. So Tim and I are going to offer up our individual top five movie Santas. And we will go back and forth. So start with your five. We'll go five to one.
0: My fifth one. Yes. A bit of a... You know, a um, deep cut. Um <laughs> Father Christmas in Chronicles of Narnia. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh Has yeah. a small role, but I, I always think back to, he just shows up and gives the Pevensey kids weapons for the upcoming battle. Like, it's this weird, like, yeah. hey, what up, Father Christmas? Hi, kids. Here's a bunch of- Here's a sword and-, uh, and It was such a weird, like, yeah. just, like battle Bone movie anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it just, I love that, like- oh, here's a Christmas wish? No. Here's weapons. It's just absurd. So yeah, that was number five for me. Yeah. Well, I had David Harbour in
1: uh, last year's, was it Silent Night or whatever it was? Violent um, Night. What's that? I think it's Violent Night. Violent Night. Sorry, yeah. Yes. I, Silent Night was the new one by John Woo. Um, That's right. Yeah, he's outstanding because it's David Harbour yeah. and it's like, I'm not a huge action Santa fan or that kind of stuff but he's just a badass doesn't care about anybody like he's just like gotten over the fact that kids need him like he's just he's like taken advantage of or whatever you got to see it it's actually a pretty solid movie too. i hear
0: it's has one of those like i
1: can't believe it's that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun I mean, so you, I have you know david, what you're getting into but... i have a recent one on that i had to kind of go with a recent ish example of santa and there aren't many other ones but nice. david harbour at five for me
0: uh, my number four was somewhat recent, uh, J.K. Simmons, the voice of uh, Klaus yep. from Netflix's animated film. One. I did think about it that It is, one. it's, it's a, so good.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in, spoiler, Ooh, or teaser, teaser for the next teaser. episode.
0: It's one of those where I watched with the kids and I had, was completely unprepared yeah. for how, heartbreaking yeah and amazing it would be so yeah, yeah he's he, great. and he's so
1: good yeah i have another i have an animated one and it's specifically because i do like tom hanks and i do think tom hanks as santa as that version of santa in sure. polar express mm-hmm. is really good he's just got a very caring mindset to him yep um very small role in that for sure but i have i have Another animated one of Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. Nice.
0: Uh number three, we're gonna actually watch him tonight. Hey. Ed Asner yep. as Santa and Elf. Um, I I like what he does. Mm-hmm. It's a very thankless role in the Grandsmith things. But to me, and the minor caveat is the asterisk is I've never seen bad Santa. So maybe that'd be something where but see, my list would be is different. I was
1: gonna put I was gonna put Bad Santa on yeah. here, but he's not really Santa.
0: True. He's a mall like, Santa. Yeah. So I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Oh, that's you know a good what I mean? qualifier. Like, so
1: I was more thinking actual, okay.
0: like actual like characters are yeah.
1: actually Santa. Okay, in, so it you know worked what what I mean?
0: out. It all worked out. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but no, I think Ed Asner is as off. Well. I I yep. think he does a good job with it. Yeah, stay tuned. So
1: I I my number three is um, I don't particularly like this actor necessarily, but I, I gotta say, at least in the first couple, Tim Allen is Santa Claus hmm. is very is very good because he's like the unwanted Santa, like he doesn't want it. It's like, um, but they're funny movies. And I think he does a really good job of portraying that caring that Santa brings to the kids and, in, in 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 that role. Um, and I think it's probably a little nostalgia on that one too. So but I have Tim Allen in the Santa Claus movies. That was my second one. Hey, we yes. put it. Cause guess what my second one is. <laughs> Ann Asner- Ann Asner's number two
0: <laughs> splitting hairs. It seems so there like there we go. Yeah. So to, we can
1: just skip on up to number 1, yeah. Tim. Who is your number 1?
0: I don't know that I could necessarily separate because I I've seen the original one time. I think we're I think we're tied on this one. And Probably I would the say the Santa, yep. either version from Miracle on 34th yep. Street.
1: Yep. Do you know their names?
0: I know Richard Attenborough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know the original guy. Edmund Gwenn. Ooh. Yes. What a, <laughs> samsonite i thought up.
1: about making this a trivia later but i decided not to but edmund gwen is the only actor to win an oscar as santa well that's pretty cool yeah so he that's won an oscar trivia. for that yeah. oh nice
0: yeah that one um does
1: remind me i'm not sure i have trivia for this movie i might double check okay No, you i do i definitely do we're good it,
0: so i held off on it's it. yeah. they're such a good performance and like oh. really you know engaging and like the epitome of Santa.
1: Yeah, there is no better Santa than either one of them. Very different performances, but Attenborough especially, is it, we'd be number one. But that's yep. really good. Nice! All right, well, thank you for sticking with us here. And as mentioned on this episode, we are going to be re-watching Elf. Elf follows Buddy the Elf, who is actually an orphaned human who was mistakenly brought back to the North Pole by Santa as a baby and is raised as one of their own. Buddy doesn't know he is human, despite being double the size of everyone else around him, until finally as an adult the truth is revealed. Buddy chooses to leave the safety of the North Pole and journey to the magical land of New York City to find his biological father. Once in New York, he finds his father, finds love, and discovers a world that is losing its faith in Santa. As Christmas Eve arrives, a lot of you know what has hit the fan, but somehow Buddy is the only one that can bring everyone together and save Christmas. The film is directed by John Favreau, written by David Burnen excuse me, Burenbaum, and stars Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, Ed Asner, Bob Newhart, James Kahn, and Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. It's me on
0: the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! (laughs) All right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, You look like you came from the North Pole. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. (laughs) You did? So, go on. Go on with what?
1: Well, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah.
0: Anything for you, Dad. Um, I'm I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. (laughs) And Um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow.
1: Well, that was weird. You know, usually, guys just, uh, you know,
0: put my name in the jingle bells
1: or something. Our first segment, as always, is Drinking Buddies.
0: Come on, not my fucking beer.
1: Where we present the beers, we will be drinking while rewatching our subject film. As our name would suggest, we cover four beers. Tim will be walking us through our buddies for tonight, so take it away, Tim. Tonight we
0: have two theme beers. Two! That I'm excited for. You're excited! Feel these and nipples! the first one, again, sometimes we go through the liquor store and I have a bit of a stretch. And we... Okay, I do. Yeah. The Royal We. Um and I saw this and I was like, uh yeah. Yeah. From Loose Line out of uh whatever, West Metro. Plymouth. Plymouth, thank you. You're welcome. Buddy System. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like oh a movie about Buddy. Buddy System. Yep. Uh a hazy IPA, I believe. Yes, it is. And then from Barrel Theory across mm-hmm. the river out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They're Drippy, which is a kettle sour with mango pasture fruit. Mm-hmm. Coconut and tangerine. Doesn't hmm. have a sour. And then, oh man. Yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll we, see
0: what we, got. we, yeah, okay. We haven't had it yet, but
1: we haven't had it for the podcast. No, podcast yep. at
0: least, but it's one of those things that comes up. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get it again. Mm-hmm. Um, out of Fair State, Minneapolis, their Spirit Fowl hazy IPA, which we'll talk through. Did, they no longer it?
1: listed as a collab with Modern It times, is no
0: right? longer collab. Yeah. So I it was think just it's been, just...
1: The first couple times they did that, but that was like... I feel like that's like eight years ago I, now. Yeah, it's a
0: super long time ago. Yeah, that was and, the
1: thing, man. Oh,
0: game changer. Yep. So yeah, we'll talk through it. And then uh, I wanted Whoa. to really try and find like an aged beer that we just... I don't know. For some reason, I, yeah. like, I want to find one. And there's a liquor store near St. Cloud that they... They keep a lot of old stuff. This was bottled in March of 2017. Wow. So six years, almost seven years old. Wow. Perennial artisan ales out of I don't know where, um, somewhere in the wow. U.S. They're mint chocolate stout. It's a number four bottle. And huh. a ale brewed with cacao nibs and mint leaves. And nothing says Christmas, in my view, like having something minty. So... It was my little shoehorn day, I'm like, okay, yep. an old yep. beer. Um, yeah, I'm excited to try this. It could be a total dumpster fire I'm, of seven years with mint and chocolate. but
1: Sitting in St. Cloud,
0: Minnesota. Exactly, on a shelf uh, <laughs> for that long. But we're going to find out, and uh, we do have a backup beer. It's a total waste, but those are oh, drinking bars. Perfect.
1: Thank you. That brings us to the social network.
0: If you guys were the inventors of Facebook,
1: you'd have invented Facebook. Where we take a look back at the critical and fan reception from 20 years ago.
0: Tim takes point on this. So Tim, what did the critics say? The IMDb rating is 7.1 out of 10. Hmm. Peter Howell of Toronto Star said, Farrell's stone stupid sincerity keeps the action moving and irresistible despite the story's familiarity. Lisa Rose of Newark Star Ledger. Said a resounding success in the comedy department, but the film tries to warm hearts as well and eventually collapses under the weight of its own sugar plum schmaltz. <laughs> and Roger Ebert, care to guess what he gave? i like three. Nice, three out of four. Yeah, okay. Said Elf is one of those rare Christmas comedies that has a heart and a brain and a wicked sense of humor, and it charms the socks right off the mantelpiece. <laughs> I thought it would be clunky, stupid, and obvious, having grotesque special effects and lumber about in the wreckage of holiday cheer. Yet in a world grown too cynical, I was convinced this is a good movie. And that's a miracle on 34th Street right there. Oh, look at him. He (laughs) brings it all back. Look at him. Academy Awards uh, that year, not surprising, no nominations.
1: Yep. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, we are going to pause and rewatch the movie. If you are so inclined, uh, go right ahead and watch along with us. I mean, you're going to watch it anyways this season, so you might as well Buckle try up. it. You know, give it a try. Watch along. Uh, but either way, we'll see you on the other side of the break. Here now
0: is Elf. Let's start with the cover. Picture this. You got. Uh... Dad! I'm in love! I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it! Buddy, uh, not now. Uh... Can you please go back to the uh, to the pit? I'll come visit you in a little while, okay? I didn't know you had elves working here
1: oh. boy,' you're, you're hilarious, my friend. Uh, he doesn't uh, uh, get, get back to the story, please uh, <clears throat>
0: So on the cover above the title does Santa know that you left the workshop? You know, we're all laughing our heads off. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? buddy? Go back to the base Hey, Jackweed. I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. I've got houses in L.A., Paris, and Vail, Oh, Each one of them with a 70-inch plasma screen. So I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off. you feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. He's an angry elf.
1: Well, welcome back to 20 years for beers where we have just finished re-watching elf and also have had three so far although i think have you
0: had some of the fourth i did all right well there you go
1: uh i haven't yet to so i'm gonna wait till i'm done with <laughs> this. it's like
0: we realized we were recording we're like it's like every 22 uh, minutes yeah it's an
1: hour and a half we're, like, gonna, we're gonna have, have to, to pound a new beer uh anyway we've had some beers so uh but first As usual, we jump right into our reaction segment that we call Spotlight. They
0: knew, and they let it happen!
1: Where we highlight and discuss our top takeaways of any kind from re-watching the film. I took very little notes, but I do have some. Sure. But, Tim, why don't you get us started?
0: So, I agree. I had very few notes, because I've seen it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, this is one of those movies that, short of maybe almost famous... Yeah. You know... We watched this many times, yeah. so it's hard to call the, either of these Christmas episodes coming up as like a twenty-year rewatch.
0: Yeah. Do they hold up? It's like right, mm-hmm. yeah, we know. I've watched it quite yeah, a few times. Has
1: shown, but yeah,
0: go ahead. But if I take somewhat a not critical lens, but a, folk take a step back. Of, of yes, um, so essentially having a tale of a a fable, if you were yeah. Ooh, I will. A fable of a, you know, a guileless human raised by Santa's elves changing the heart of a Scrooge variant, if you want to use MCU. Sure. It's it's a pretty good foundation for a holiday film. I agree. Like pulling in these threads of uh, items that would be just kind of out there. It's a good foundation. Mm -hmm. And some elements work. Some I'm like, eh, whatever. But I don't have a problem with this movie overall no like there's quibbles and I have some a few to talk through but overall it's just nice yeah
1: I think the difference between this and the next movie we're going to talk about is that (laughs) the the quibbles and the maybe problems you have just get glossed over and you've moved on minutes later there's nothing that sticks forever it's just like there's nothing about this movie that says like Oh, that scene! Skip, skip, skip. There's, there's because the scenes are pretty short anyway. Yes. So you don't skip anything. Um, but I, I actually will say, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, <laughs> the really commitment to practical effects, sure, to this in this movie, as much as they possibly can. Yeah. For twenty years on. It still is about the same experience as it was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. They do, and it was, it was a conscious choice for them to do this to yeah. have the forced perspective, forced perspective. Yep. which is really well done it in really this. Is. Um, and they use the claymation, and they and they use some puppets early on, like or you know, and you go, they did it on purpose because as time goes on, and I did read somewhere along the way that like that was a conscious choice they said we're going to do this it's going to be practical because the special effects are always going to diminish yeah right so the and i always liken it to the original star wars before george lucas fucked with it yes like just have puppets just have bat like it, it yeah it dates it quote unquote but it's never fake looking in terms of like I already know that's a puppet. It's fine. Yeah. I know it's claymation. It's fine. It's supposed to be fun. Yes. Don't force it. Now, Santa's reindeer flying through the air. You got no choice. Yeah. And I even then, it's not as bad it's as not- you would think. Twenty years on, it's but not- their commitment to practical <laughs> effects, of the, uh, effects in this. Twenty years on is what has starting to even make me more appreciate it more because mm-hmm. it's the same experience year in and year
0: out it doesn't get worse and worse as years go on yeah it doesn't feel like jarring or kind of like takes you out of the experience of like uh i mean oh i love polar express
1: but i know that graphics are terrible yes that. the animation is terrible i get it yes. i still love that story though yes but from an animation perspective it's only getting
0: worse yeah that kind of like uncanny valley where you're like right. don't do it that much and yeah, the, some of the computer graphics near the end with Santa flying, you're like, bleh. Okay, fine. Right. It doesn't hold up, but it's not jarringly no, bad. No, terrible. No, but I agree that the, <laughs> the commitment to... And you can see them when they're like looking at each other, and you're like, oh, you're not looking at each other. You're looking past yeah. each other yeah. from a death perspective. perspective. But yeah. it, it totally does work. They do a good job with it. Yes. Visually, they do. I yep. agree. So, uh, watching it again, and I think I've only watched it really as of late in the past five, 10 years with the kids.
1: Yeah. As your kids have gotten older. Yeah. Yep.
0: Never really like kind of yep. on our own, but the first 20 minutes of the setup is just fine. Right. Like it's not slow. It's kind of ha 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 funny, but it, it it works. But thankfully the movie gets elevated to a next level when buddy gets to New York city. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, you just go, like, okay. Out water. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Just, <laughs> I would say it's actually probably my favorite part of the film yeah. in terms of that, like, five-minute segment when he first gets there. <laughs> and it is just his inundation with modern society yeah. and New York City. And yeah. just his, like, this is the best thing and, like, eating gum off the oh, yeah. uh, the railings the subway railing yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so gross and then like the um the rotating door or whatever like it's yeah. just so much fun that uh, everything story has to come with it fine mm-hmm. but it's like that pure just fun that i really really right. appreciate and the music choice and it's just enjoyable because yes you take your time to get to okay here's the setup but once it really kicks in yeah it's like okay I know what I'm in for at this yep. point, and it's just very, very enjoyable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a ton here.
0: Um, <laughs> it's a long debrief. No.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just not. I mean.
0: <sighs> do we introduce Spotlight? Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's fine. Not paying attention. That's mm, fine.
1: <clears throat> I think, and we talked about them, it's, it's kind of fun And this wasn't on purpose, but we started the year with old school in January. (laughs) Yep. And we talked about Will Ferrell, and now we're ending the year for the most part with Elf and Will Ferrell. And how those of us who remember it back in the day, what... Just a weird skyrocketing style of a year. Yeah. If you think of January 20 or 2003... Yeah. Farrell was popular in SNL, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. He was super popular, yes. but not in film and hadn't come over to film really. No. And he takes Frank the Tank and does a hilarious job in it. We talked about it in that episode. Yep. Um, if I recall. Yep. And and then he gets his first starring role, and it's in this. Yes. And nobody else but Will Farrell could play this role. I can't no. I, I spent a lot of the movie trying to think back. Who could have played this role? And you think of Jim Carrey, but he would have been way too over the top. You know. But who else could have played this role? No. To be able to balance the innocence, the quirky and funniness of him, and then also stupidness. I, I mean, he's like an idiot in a lot of ways from yeah. a, from the real world perspective. Yeah. But really just sweet. And, that, like, he's got heart. Yeah, like I can't think of another actor at that time. No, I I just I tried for like an hour. I was like, who else at that time would have maybe been able to play Buddy the Elf? And I cannot think of anybody. Will Ferrell, we talked about it before, is a um, uh, he's a uh, I don't know a, a a beast of his own or whatever. Like he, it's just he is exactly he is he is just like a star and you see it in this and he is so good in this his the heart is there he is buying in the entire way yes. he buys into the bit yes as like a five-year-old effectively Like yep. he had and i think even i read somewhere that favreau and Farrell like or favreau um got the mannerisms from his like one or two-year-old sure and that's what they started talking about with Farrell and like just how he was a kid or whatever. And who else could have done it? Nobody. Will Farrell. Yeah, he yeah. fully commits
0: to the role. In and the
1: best possible way. Without yes. it being sad or anything like that. No. Yes. It's yeah.
0: And yes, we have an appreciation of you know, watching him him on SNL, it was like this guy elevates every sketch. Oh, I remember that year.
1: I think we, we maybe be, I remember that year when Entertainment Weekly talked about. I was, it was like,
0: this guy is unreal.
1: Their new cast or whatever. And they had a whole new cast and Will Ferrell was in it.
0: And yeah, it was just he's, above and beyond. He's incredible. Yeah. And then, yes, I agree. And it, and, I mean, I think back to like, he was in Austin Powers. Okay. <laughs> Zoolander. We got like, so he was a, an like a background guy. Yeah. And yes, old school was kind of the first foray into, okay, he could hold some element in the movie. And then, yes, when Elf came out, it was like, holy cow, this guy unbelievably commits to this. And yes, I don't know anybody else could have carried it like he could have in this. No. So yeah, I had that note to him, like, he's, he, I do love, it's like that, I didn't realize that the bookend tour 2003.
1: I know, I, I didn't until right now. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That was good.
0: Um,
1: Sorry. Just, I also just drank some of that beer. He's processing
0: oh. the seven-year-old beer. We'll, we'll come to just it.
1: staring at it. Okay. So, All right.
0: I don't, I don't want to say quibbles because the movie is...
1: No, yeah. I mean, what are you getting into here, right?
0: But I don't know that I need the love element, like the love story. Oh, like, sure. Okay. It could be like a friendship thing or... You know, not to say buddy, budding, but, like, you know, a date. And, like, really this guy is that interesting. And maybe it's interesting because it would be such a cynical world. But (laughs) it's just, like, one of those elements that I never really felt was, you know, not viable. But just, like, eh, I could take or leave it. For a holiday movie, here we go. Guys coming in to, like, trying to get his dad. I was like, eh, that's never really clicked for me.
1: No, I'm not. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't click in terms of, like, the two of them don't really have chemistry. No. Um. Yeah, but if you subtract that out of there, like, you want this, per, you want Buddy to be, like, I think what works is he starts to see that the world is more than just, like, north pole and then like his dad like he's starting to see that this is sure this is like an this is an extension of experience right and so it just it it expands a lot of that it without it it would have been fine sure but i think bringing it in there especially with we see how bad mary steam version is you do need a good singer sure like you you did need a good (laughs) at least somewhat good singer (laughs) Yeah. So maybe you're like, let's just find a singer, and make him this like pseudo girlfriend slash future apparently wife or baby mama. Um, true. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, that's one of those like I agree, but I'm also like I'm not going to passionately fight against no. it. It's like yeah, because and that's that's what this movie is to me. I actually I used to really not like this movie
0: hmm.
1: when it, especially when it first came out. I remember, and it's not that I didn't like Will Ferrell or anything like that. Like, yeah, I just, the more I see it over the years, I think the more I appreciate it and think some of that is practical effects and some of that is understanding that at its core, all it's trying to do is, yes, it's a father-son thing, so that gets us both for sure. Yep. Um, but at its core, it's just about... <sighs> Man, I, we're, I'm looking at you, love. Actually, at at, at its <laughs> core, this movie is about love. It's about that. So, sort of, and and the best Christmas movies are right. Yeah. The best Christmas movies are saying it's Christmas spirit. It's this thing, but it's really about love of the people around you and embracing everybody for who they are and doesn't matter what. And yeah. and so, I think this does a better job than other Christmas movies for sure. Yeah. So I I don't know why I didn't like it particularly. I I, I you know I didn't consult my journal from. 20 years ago, but I, I just, I remember always being like...
0: Tonight I saw eh, Elf. Right, I was
1: like, eh, it's fine. Like, it never really hit me. But then over the years I've gotten, I've, I've enjoyed it more and more, to where I think and it, and it won't be on, like, my go-to list necessarily, but it is like, I usually watch it once a year, and, like, Matt and I will watch it, and, and it's fun. It's a great movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't my... It's yeah, I've I've never like loved this movie, but as I
0: go, I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. So, more quibbles? No, that's the only one that I have a quibble of because Mm. I mean, sure, one could say, oh, the cynicism of the world is empowering Santa's sleigh. So, what's going to save it? (laughs) New York City singing a song. Like, sure, uh, you can go, oh, but at that point, if you haven't like bought into the story
1: uh yeah
0: it's like (sighs) what do you expect the ending to Uh, be
1: yeah again
0: we talked about this
1: with indiana jones and the dial of destiny yeah you don't go into a christmas movie that features santa and think let's bring some realism here yeah like let's really ground this you've lost this and so dial of destiny same thing where you're just like wait time travels your problem like somehow or another of all the other Indiana Jones it is your problem <laughs> exactly like, yeah it's a santa movie yes. if you're watching a Christmas movie with an actual Santa who is actual Santa you have f- like you are foregoing any
0: claim to be like
1: well you know it's not really quite real yeah. no okay
0: what I was gonna say was yeah I seeing it again and kind of thinking like somewhat critical is I don't know this movie works, per se, without Michael.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. The, yeah, the half-brother. The relationship with that brother. Yep. Like,
0: it's one thing to have him, buddy, come back and try and develop something with a father he's never known. And that father has to be like, who the hell is this crazy guy? Until Michael, the mm. younger brother, half-brother, is like partnering up with this guy. Yeah. And initially he was like, who the hell? got here and they have the snowball fight and it's it's these small things that the movie then has to work because the you know as again you melt Scrooge's heart right yeah the mother or emily the wife mm-hmm. is like on board right away yeah she's like what else i love it like and yeah, i because love because michael loves it yeah yep. it's doing good things <laughs> it's michael. all good and then the son has to come along and it really clicks when you know Michael shows concern for Buddy. We can't find him. And the yeah. dad has to be like, okay, I have to decide between my work, my empire, my money, all yeah. these things, or my family. And when it's like being that choice, you have to have that stronger connection in many ways because Michael is his, you know, the son that he's, had, mm-hmm. that he's known for so long. It doesn't work without him. No. Which I never really thought about yeah. before this watching. It was just like, oh, he's a means to an first No, actually, the movie doesn't quite work. Unless you have a difference in kind where a younger individual who then is the element where he goes in the news, talks about the the list, all these things, like he has to be that conduit for some of these elements.
1: Yeah. And I think even James Con, like he's he I would have been less I would have been I would have been less able. Sure. Lessable um <laughs> to believe Le-sabble. that him as a like, if he didn't have a kid already, yes, he would not have been able. To, like, he would not have been able to find that connection with Buddy. Exactly, because it, it would have been foreign to him. He'd have been like, "I've never had a kid. I don't know. Like, I'm, what's I've this been around. About? Yeah, what's this about?" Yes. So Michael is so imperative to this story in terms of even from a Buddy perspective to have that, like, remembering of what it was to have the kid and remember, like, to to go through that. And then Buddy acts like he's a five-year-old anyway. Yes. So you kind of have that connection. And Michael is absolutely the <clears throat> linchpin to this entire thing. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Um, I actually so again, this is not a movie. There's not a there's not hidden depths to any of these Christmas movies. That's what mm. the that's the beauty of them. Yep. The simplicity of Christmas movies yeah. is actually what attracts people to them year in and year out. Very true. Um I do love. I, I have two more just things I'll say,
0: and then I'm done. I got one more.
1: The score by John Debney, yeah. That that theme just sticks in your brain. The two of them, yeah. Like the the dun 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 dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun and then the main dun dun, theme, yeah. Right. It's so and John Debney does a good job on a lot of his other stuff too. Really well done. It's not overpowering, but really good score. I hear that. The, and it's also, you know exactly, there has not been a score since then that even comes close to this. I know. I hear those two themes. Yep. That's Elf. Yeah. Nobody's even tried to copy it. Yep. Right. But I'll just say the greatest, possibly the greatest movie callback in history is in this film. Which is the Jack in the Box late on the movie when he's fixing Santa's sleigh. And then that Jack in the Box just pops up again from earlier in the movie. Yes. It is just, it's not a big deal. It just (laughs) sort of pops up. It's one of the best callbacks. They don't even do it. Like they do the cab thing throughout, right? He gets hit by the cab. He almost gets hit by the cab. The yellow ones don't Don't stop. stop. Yes. Like there's, there's like ongoing things, but this one is like, In the beginning, he's sitting there testing out the -the jack-in-the-box, and then it doesn't really come back again until all the way at the end,
0: and it's just perfectly timed. I love it. It's good. It's good. So I have a special memory from this movie. Ooh. Where I saw it when I was living in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And I've talked about it in different episodes when I was there. And I went to go see it, and truly nothing shows to me the – core message of the movie, where, like, cynicism is taking over, where the movie was stopped because a literal fight broke out.
1: Oh, I think you've told me this before. Yeah, continue.
0: In this movie, where it was probably two-thirds of the way through, and they had to stop because all of a sudden a ruckus breaks out behind me in the, I I can remember, in the right. And, like, people were, like, having a fight. Like a uh, Donnie Brook they broke fell, out behind you, fell down the stairs, <laughs> and I was like, What is happening? It's a Christmas movie, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, so they had to stop Like the movie, like, mm, yeah, like back when yes, they were on reels. yes, yep. stopped it. They had to pe- like, the whatever, like, uh, people came in, <laughs> drunk the people out, and then the guy comes in, he's like. Really sorry, we're gonna start it up again. Thank you. It's like, we'll go Some yeah. movie comes up. But I was I always think of Elf when you know Santa's like, Oh, the that you know, people don't believe you or the cynicism of the world. I'm like, Yeah, a fight broke out of all the movies that would come out. This was apparently some issue. I mean, whatever, assholes. But and hey, I got my money got back, I got I refunded yeah didn't know okay. like credit card cool After the, but anyway yeah. I love the, the fact that people were so pissed suit. off <laughs> got so yeah I always had that uh, special place in my heart that's for so elves that's great yep.
1: I love it alright it's all I got yep again no hidden depths to this no. movie and I think that's the joy of it yes which is great if you haven't seen it how do you decorate the cave right in which you I mean, live come on at this point All right. So as we close out our spotlight segment, we come to our final takes, called the verdict. I'm going up there. I'm going to try it. I'm going to let the jury decide. This is where Tim and I give our final verdicts after watching the film and decide whether or not the movie held up over the course of two decades. You or me? You can go. Was that a you can go? You can go. Okay. Good, because it's pretty short and sweet. (laughs) All right, my verdict: Elf. is exactly what you want from a Christmas movie, in my opinion. A combination of belief in something greater than us, the magic of the season, and love overcoming any obstacle, just as almost any great classic holiday film will feature. Add to that a perfect performance from Will Ferrell, arguably, quite frankly, to this date, his best. Yes. And one of the best Santas put on film in Ed Asner, as we both discussed earlier. And you have such a fun and funny film. Everyone should and does now watch Elf every year. And to me, it's a four
0: out of five. Nice. Uh, The comedic fish out of frozen water. uh, Hey-oh. Elements of the story work through the unflinching commitment from Will Ferrell, who indeed is just unbelievably Mm -hmm. perfect. And while the movie... Eh, is struggle is that time when trying to cover maybe the weightier elements of it overall, it's just an absolute delight. Yep. Four out of five for me. Exactly. It's yeah. just what I want of holiday, throw it on and enjoy. Right. Yep. All right. Well, with our reactions to the movie out
1: of the way, we move on to our reactions to our beers that we drank or are currently drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, So that brings us to our beer reaction segment that we affectionately call Drinking Buddies the Sequel. Let's get weird. Where we take a look back at our beers and give
0: our expert drinking ratings. Tim's going to bring us back. So what do we got? So again, we crammed in three and now four to a very tight window. Oh, yeah. One of the drawbacks of an hour and a half movie. That's Um, true. First off, we started with Buddy. Uh Buddy System from Loose Line they hazy IPA with Citra and HBC five eight six. <laughs> I love it. Whatever it is, love it. Yep. It's like you're just throwing out it's HBC five eight six. Yes, five eight six. Sure. Yep. That's that's the that's the special one. Yep. It's the Mad Libs of hops. It was like, yeah. Um, it's a three and a half for me. Ooh. It, was nice most, half? Yeah, it was a nice three and a half. Yeah, three point five. It was nice, but it wasn't anything amazing. Hmm. It was at first I was like, ooh, kind of like, eh. But it got a little better as hmm. I had it. But yeah, I would say three and a half. It was just it's a fine option from them. I've had better yeah. other than, uh, loose line, but yeah. <laughs> I've better had better, better the loose <laughs> line. Hey? Yeah,
1: yeah. i did better. Yeah, three and a half for me. So I initially started out at a four, two, five. Oh. And then I dropped it based on what came after it. Um, I have a four or five. I mean, maybe part of it is because I'm I'm always hit or miss with loose line. Yeah. I think they they, they certainly can make really good beer. I, yeah, I found it to be crushable, and then, you know, it was, it was it had a good flavor to it. So, I, I went four out of five. Good. And
0: then we had Barrel Theory at the same poll They're kettle sour, drippy. Drippy. With mango, passion fruit, coconut, and tangerine, which it's funny. When you poured it out, it was kind of like, there's not much in this, more of a kettle sour. And then the bottom dropped out. And then it was like, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. Yes. Very pulpy, very thick. It was more like a smoothie sour without. Yeah, like, thick, really thick saying in it. actually a good way. Yes,
1: it was. I mean, you often say like, "Oh, this is like, like thick." Glop, like, glop, 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 glop. right? No, it was very good. I had a four point two five. Yep, it was really, really same good. rating. I I thought it was fantastic. I was like, like, "Hello," easily the best sour I've ever had from Barrel Theory because I've only yeah. had a
0: couple because they're so IPA heavy. And I was thinking the kettle sours, to me, are usually, like, much more clear. Yeah. Kind of like that. But whatever they put all the stuff in there, it was
1: really, good. Did you get that in France 44th? I did. Okay, good. Yes. There's a future reference for when I go to buy it again. Because I I like coconut in a lot of things when it's used right in the right way. Yes.
0: And this is exactly what it was. It was super subtle. Oh. Not overwhelming. Mm. Very good. And then we had probably... In hindsight, one of the like game changing hazy IPA beers. You and I have had two
1: major beer, not brewery, but specific beer moments. Yes. And that is this. Yes. And um, out of Lupalin, Blissful Ignorance. Yes. When that first was discovered, and it was like, what like, am I drinking right now? How did we've this... had brewery experiences yes. we talk about, but specific to beers? Yes, we knew Fair State before and we want love the Winkleman, but Bliss Voyagrants and this to me are the two like specific beer memories I have. Where it was like <laughs> this came out and it was you were driving around town to find s- it,
0: couldn't find it because Fair State partnered with Modern Times, yep, out of uh, San Diego, which oh, we yeah. loved. Yep. Um, and they've kind of falling apart but they're still good but yeah fair state itself and they now release it just sporadically Mm -hmm. spirit foul and it was a game changer absolutely in terms of hazy ipa and so it's a super juicy tropical hazy ipa with strata and mosaic hops to me it's a Mm 4.25 i i haven't yet had a batch i'm like meh it's just solid i remember
1: i i will say i remember a faint memory of like the third batch, where we were like <laughs> something was different really? about this. Yeah. Like it was just something was whatever up. But I agree, and I, I think I my appreciation for it has gone up. Yeah, as the consistency has stayed there, and and it's True. just been yeah. I, I I I so I was at Casanova Liquors in in Wisconsin, and I didn't buy it there because I was like I'm not gonna buy it here when I can buy it at home. Yeah, that just seems weird to me. Yep. But I got to get back out there and find it because it, it's it's always the same. I also have four two five out of five. And then I can't wait to talk about this. Actually, I, I'm so
0: yeah. then we had a theme beer, mint chocolate stout, perennial artisan ales, aged almost seven years. Yeah, well under. Um, I don't know what to make of this. Yep, because I I actually I would say I like it. Oh, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. It's a 4.25 for yeah. me for the style. It's really interesting because the mint, I don't know if it's like been subdued over time. It's there. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's St. Louis. absolutely there. But yes. It's,
1: yeah, it, it is in St. Louis. But yep. it's
0: not overwhelming or crazy, but it's 10%. And the chocolate, mm, a little bit, but it's – I've never had a beer this old before, and it still is good. Mm-hmm. I was expecting like, I don't know, so. just – crappy pour, but pour a little bit more yes, out for yourself yes and i and i so when you now, had it now I was take, also talking you like were like
1: uh because you i agree you don't taste most chocolate but now take it. a drink and think of an andy's mint yeah yeah that's what it is yeah that's i was staring at it like the stout right? is terrific yeah it's but it really tastes good. like a liquid andy's mint Because you don't taste the chocolate in that scenario. True. You do taste the mint. True. But it's that the chocolate is meant to be like this complimentary thing, complimentary thing that reduces the mint sort of like overpowering because neither one of us like mint. Mm -mm. We've had other mint beers Mm -hmm. in the past. "Eh, It's fine.
0: No.
1: I don't like brushing my teeth for that reason. Like, it's just... (laughs) This is outstanding. I have a four and a half out of five. Nice. Specifically because... Again, it's aged so well in seven years. We haven't, we didn't, we didn't have it right away. No, you know, I get it. I don't like mint, so from a flavor perspective, I'm at like a four, like right there. Sure. But from an overall experience, like that sort of like, I'm literally drinking an Andy's mint. Yeah. It is and a like perfectly balanced. Yes, exactly. Thing, and so I have to give them credit for that, despite maybe I don't love mint. And I don't taste chocolate. I have a four and a half out of five. I, I I'm severely impressed by this.
0: I'm I. <laughs> I was like, please be okay, and it's really Based good.
1: On, I don't know how much you spent on it, but yeah, you're like
0: reasonable kind of like, amount. Okay, yeah, it was like twelve bucks or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, this would be like to me. I would have no problem buying this annually. Yes, for
0: like a Christmas beer. Yep,
1: like. Yeah. It's none for this amount. Like, not I mean, you want to share it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, mint does get old pretty quick. The bottle is half full, and I'm gonna keep it for it tomorrow. But yeah, <laughs> it's very, very good.
1: All right, well, our final segment of the episode is quiz show, the exciting quiz program. Twenty one. We're in our research for the film. We find some interesting trivia nuggets that we hope will stump the other and possibly intrigue you, our dear listeners. Um, I guess I did end up with. A good amount. Ooh. Um, I ha- oh, I mean, I could get to five if I wanted to. I have three. Yeah, I would say I probably have three because one of them is very easy, even for your small mind. <laughs> um, so why don't you go
0: first? So we didn't even talk about it, but uh, 2003 was a good year for Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. who in this plays the dwarf, I guess we'd call him. <laughs> But he's seen as an elf by Bunny. A little person. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he would have a small, no pun hey intended, yo. role in this film. Haha, but also his breakout role in the same year in what indie dramedy from Oscar-winning writer and nominated director Tom McCarthy in his directorial debut.
1: Is not The Station Agent? It is. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. That's a great it's movie. It's a
1: great little movie. It's one of those like pun you look back and go intended. <laughs> It's but it such is. a good movie. It is really good. Nice. And also, Peter Dinklage is just always good. He
0: delivers every time.
1: Yeah. And you want to say, like, unfortunately, it's probably because he
0: feels like he has to, given yes. the situation. True. But he delivers every time. But like, He's how do you, so good. How do you think they sold it to him? Like, John Favre was like, hey, Peter, so <laughs> you're going to come in, and you're going to get mocked. Yeah. Left and right, because Buddy's like, hey, you're an old elf. But you're going to stand up for yourself. But can you just, like, kick his ass? Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. Nice work. Thank you. All right, Tim. So did you know that Gimbal's was actually a real department store? I did not. In the Philadelphia area Mm -hmm. where screenwriter David Berenbaum grew up. It was actually the sponsor. Gimbal's was actually the sponsor of America's first ever Thanksgiving parade. What? Care to guess what year? Oh, The God. first ever Thanksgiving parade in this country existed, sponsored by Gimbals. 19... So far, you're good. 49. 20.
0: Wow! In 1920, the first
1: ever Thanksgiving parade was in Philadelphia, Holy sponsored cow. by
0: Gimbals. And Mace is like, we're doing that. <laughs> Suck it, Gimbles. Yep. Wow. 1920. Yep. That's really good. Yep. I'm thoroughly (laughs) impressed by that. Wow. Yeah,
1: I was a fan of that trivia actually. I was like, okay. (laughs) All right. It's a great trivia. Yeah.
0: Uh so James (laughs) Kahn.
1: Yep. Godfather. Oh, sorry. Continue.
0: Passed away last year after a storied career including roles in, as you said, The Godfather, which I hear is a good film series. I swear to God, dude. I've yet to experience. <sighs> I want to watch it with you. Mm, we'll get back to it. Uh, Misery, Honeymoon in Vegas, Eraser, Jesus. to name a few. Oh, yeah,
1: It went downhill from starting A it, Godfather. <laughs> I know. It definitely was
0: like a, you peaked and then it... Yeah. Yet he had an opportunity mm-hmm. to co-star with Hugh Grant, who's a major actor from our Happy Hour Ew. film. Love, actually. And what... 1999 mafia romantic comedy oh with God. Gene Triplehorn.
1: I know. I can, like, picture the cover <laughs> and everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. That's going to piss me off when I hear it. Uh, it's like, isn't it like the mob boss's
0: daughter? Or... It is. Is that what it is? He's a, no, that's not the movie, but he is a mob. It's yeah, but
1: what's the name of it? Mickey Blue Eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give myself a loss for that one, but I was I can picture the yep. stupid
0: wow. Hugh Grant right there with her and him. Yep.
1: There you nice. go. Nice. I'm a super big fan of this one because you mentioned it. So on Love plays the Gimbal's Manager. Yep. Y- y- do you have this one no, somehow? I, I was like, I, yeah. I, I've seen him. So FaZe on Faison Love, who plays the Gimbal's manager, obviously, and is also a Big Big Worm in Friday. Nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. He is, uh, so he plays the manager in charge of Santa's Village. We are never told the name, his name in the film, right? But we do see a name tag. (laughs) Oh, God. So he was actually a last minute replacement for an actor who had to drop out of the role. But we are left with a major clue as to who that person was. Because on Love insisted on wearing her name in the role anyways. First off, can you name the original actress who was supposed to play the role? And if not, I can give you the hint. But you also have, what was the name on the tag?
0: We talked about it, and I've forgotten it.
1: From Wanda. My, Wanda. Why is on Love wearing Wanda? Wanda Sykes? Correct. <laughs> That's so amazing. He insisted. It was a last minute replacement. He insisted on keeping the name tag. I love that so much.
0: Because <laughs> I was like, why is his name why Phase t- on Love?" <laughs> Wanda, like Wanda, correct. <laughs> I was like, if it's Rosie Perez, I'd be very disappointed. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: twist. <laughs> yeah, Julia Roberts.
0: <laughs> Curses! Wow, I like that. Yep, that's a really good. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, John Debney has composed, as you said, for this movie. Yep. Uh, many films that you've heard of, but maybe couldn't really recognize the music from, including Hocus Pocus, Emperor's New Groove, Sin City, and Bruce Almighty. Ah, uh, ew. Nice to- Yet he did receive one Oscar nomination for original score for, what, 2004 Biblical Drama.
1: Oh, yeah, Passion of the Christ. Yep. Which is a terrific
0: score. Incredible score. That score is... And I, Unreal how good it is. But yes.
1: I I swear to God, I almost said I will die on the cross for that. <laughs> I mean, I will die at the cross in defense of that movie.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm going to pee my pants. Oh my God, it's hilarious. Oh God. Because that movie is very
1: well done. So I mean, overall, it's, yes, it's very well done. I agree, but that but... score is outstanding.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on the purpose. I was literally just off the tongue. Like, I will die at the cross oh for that God. score. That's Ay-
0: good. Y- yikes.
1: <laughs> is that your third one? That's my last okay. one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I do have a couple of just somewhat. Maybe easy ones. Okay. Uh the elf Ming Ming, who shows up early in the film and gets to deliver the wonderful line, You're not a cotton headed nitty, nitty yeah. muggins. Yeah. The boss, basically, is played by an actor who is no stranger to Christmas classics. Can you name the actor?
0: Oh God. And what
1: 1983 film? Uh
0: Christmas Story. Correct. But uh Peter Billingsley. Yep. That is correct. <sighs> yes. yes. Yeah, but yeah, he he shows up in... He's even in um, oh, he's Iron a, Man. He's an Iron Man. He's yes. also in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home because same character, that's right, but just same later character, on. Yes. Yep.
1: But yeah. Apparently, he's good friends with Favreau. Just, that's, that's, what I, that's, I, yep.
0: that's what I understand. Yeah. Anyway,
1: there you go. <sighs> go well ahead. done. Whew. Here's an easy one for you, Tim. Mary Steenburgen plays Buddy's stepmother in this film, which is funny because five years after this movie, she would play Will Ferrell's biological mother, and what 2008 comedy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was that brothers. That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So that will bring us to the end of the episode. Stay tuned for upcoming Christmas happy hour on another holiday, quote, classic. <laughs> in Love Actually and for upcoming End of our year episodes on the uh, excuse me, on the best picture of 2003, The Lord of the Rings Return of the King, and our year-end Oscar episode. Be sure to find all of our previous episodes on your favorite streaming platform. Find us on the internet via uh, the metaverse of Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, and head to 20 years 4 beerscom for more info. We want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and for clicking that like or subscribe button on your devices. This has been twenty years for beers. My name is Steve, I'm Tim, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Ooh, like a uh, Donnie Brooke, They broke they up fell, behind they you. Fell
0: down the stairs.
1: Even for your small mind, <laughs> I love that so much. I, I swear to God, I almost said I will die in the cross for that. <laughs>
0: Cut!
1: Cut! Cut!